0: Ain't got nothing to lose living life with nothing to prove i'm gonna
1: be a better version of me I'm gonna be. what's going on folks it's your boy here again for episode 21 of the be more today show we're back in the building and it was so great to be with you on this awesome day my co-host is with me the Music producer for Be More Today, my friend, the very talented Terrence Farrell. Terrence, what's going on?
0: Man, everything is all right again. I, I feel like I say that every time, but I just feel good. Every, every single time we do this, I feel good.
1: I mean, you know what? The fact that you feel good every single time is a great thing. A lot of people cannot say that for themselves during this time. So keep it consistent, man. I think it's awesome. <laughs> That's cool. I think it's fantastic. I have a, a quotation for us today, as always. And it's from Jamila Souffrant. And it says, speak what you seek until you see what you've said. Uh, you know, I think the big thing that, and you and I probably agree with this, um, you know, having faith in certain things is crucial. And we're on episode 21 of this, the Be More Today show, where we've seen a lot of people come on the show talking about faith, directly and indirectly, and I think it's one of the things that no matter what you believe, um, no matter how you were brought up, you know, everyone has to have faith in what they're doing and that what they're doing is going to be successful. Whether you call it confidence, whether you call it being cocky, whether you call it having faith in their religion, it's the same concept. You know, you go out there when you shoot a basketball, you intend it to go in. You know what I'm saying? Because you have the faith that's going to go in. When you study for a test, you know, if you're praying for that test or you're studying for it every single day, you're doing that because you want to pass that test and your actions are showing that by putting the work in, you're gonna see uh, results in the end. So, you know, I think it's pointing that we continue to speak what we seek until we see what we've said, especially during this time where so many things are in the air, so many things are, you know, day by day from COVID-19 to the racial tension that's happening and, you know, the whole Black Lives Matter movement and everything that's happening. I think people just are now speaking more, openly about what they want, how they feel, what they want to see, the change they want to see, the people they want to be. And, you know, I'm mean, just encouraging everyone to do the same. I, I really do think that there is power in words. The power of words uh, can change things. It can change who we are. It can change countries. It can change families. It can, it can rearrange history, really. And um, I think it, it's, it's a word for us to really uh, focus on and look at, looking at how we can use our words to influence change. What are your thoughts on that, Terrence?
0: Um, It's it's interesting that you chose this quote this morning uh, when I was working out, I was listening to like like to listen to motivational speeches. And one of the the regiments they suggested was every morning to give thanks for what it is that you already have and then to give thanks for what it is that you want. So I thank God for making, you know, Be More Today, a million dollar company. I thank you, you know, for, do, and a bunch of, and they had uh, people there that said, they did the regiment and they look back four years and they see that everything that they were speaking about came to pass, mm-hmm. you know, it, it didn't miraculously happen. Of course you got to work towards it, but it's, it's something about saying it and saying it and repeating it. Till it just gets your your brain in a, a certain frame of mind. Um you're also praying, asking God. It just it activates a lot of things.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm all about it. So that's yeah. our word for today, folks. Go out there and speak what you seek until you see what you said. And don't just say it one time. You gotta say it often. And and keep saying it until you get what you want. Our guest for today, Terrence, is a friend of both of ours. Uh she is someone special. And I'm glad that she's on the show today. Her name is Claudette M. Jackson, uh, born in Manchester, England, which I did not know. She is four of eight children. Uh, And she gave me a couple of tips or um, items that she wanted me to share with her uh, about her life. She was introduced to racism at the age of eight years old. And she said that she didn't really understand it until later in life. She immigrated to Brooklyn, New York in 1968 uh, with her parents and her four siblings. And she assimilated to the new culture, but felt like an outsider. Uh, she says she hated her first name and realized that uh, she was subconsciously living up to its meaning. And she says she was exposed to nursing by her mom and fell in love with the caring, helping, encouraging, and healing aspects of the profession. She became a nurse and currently enjoys working with hematology and oncology patients. And she loves sharing quotes that encourage others to think, do better, and be better ladies and gentlemen boys and girls pets included i want you to welcome with open arms our friend and our sister claudette m jackson
0: hey
2: Hey, how are you guys doing thank you for having me
1: yeah well thank you for being on the show it's about time i had to beg you to do this but uh yeah I'm I'm, (laughs) i'm glad you finally said yes and you know you you're a member at our church, you're, you're also an elder uh, along with me at, at church, and you know, we, we have a bond, I know you and Terrence have also a special bond, and we wanted to bring you on the show today to check in and see how you're doing, and my first question for you is simple, we asked everybody how they're doing with COVID-19, and, and you work, and I know you're a nurse, so your perspective on this may be a little different than most, so how are you doing, and what's your current situation?
2: Well, I'm currently doing fine. You know, thank God. Um, A few weeks ago, I couldn't really say that um, because of the environment of which I work, which is um, one of the city hospitals. And we really had a whole lot of COVID uh, patients. And to have to come to work every day and constantly hearing Dr. Pacemaker, Dr. Pacemaker, and hearing all the, the sirens, you know, um, it really did something to your psyche. Um, so now I, c- I can really say that we've, um, we're have we doing quite well. You know, we don't have as many COVID patients and those that we do have are pretty much on um, the side of getting ready to go home. You know, um, thank God we are able to do better with treating them. And, um, so I have to say I'm doing pretty good now.
1: That's incredible. I want to just thank you for being an essential worker. I mean, I know I am too, but you were on the front lines. I mean, you were out there, uh, and, you know, I checked in with you a couple of times early on along with our health ministries team, Dwayne and Marsha yeah. and, you know, things didn't look good when New York was going through its darkest hour. Uh, you were out there sharing stories of what you were seeing and, and I just wanna thank you for your service and for your your leadership and for your hard work to help New York uh, come out of this time. And now that we're doing better, um, it really showed that the work that you guys did and that we did too um, was very, very productive and efficient. So kudos to you for that. Um, Thanks. So we, we, you're actually our first nurse on the show and we like to, to highlight at least what people have to do or at least show them the, the journey that, that these professions uh, take to get to where you are so what's the educational journey uh, for a, a nurse
2: well you know there's uh different levels of nursing you know you have your lpn which i am um and uh, being an lpn or to get to a, a lpn you know you have a vigorous um 10 to 12 month um program that you go through class work, as well as, um, you know, actually doing clinicals. Then you have uh, your RN, which is uh, the next level up. Um, you can have your associates or you can have your bachelor's, your master's, whatever. And then you have your nurse practitioner. Um, so, you know, like I said, there's different levels. Um, but at the end of the day, to really be a good nurse, whether you're an LPN or nurse practitioner, you have to love what you do. You have to love people. That's very important because sooner or later, if you're just in it for the money, sooner or later it's gonna show. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I understand that um, it's, it's, it's one of those things. I mean, it's, it's almost like anything. If you don't have a passion for what it is you're doing, after a while, it's going to show that I'm just here for the money. You just start doing things.
2: Absolutely.
0: You know, at, at just not optimal level. And absolutely. absolutely changes and, and all of that. Now I wanted to ask, what is it like working in the, the hematology and oncology departments?
2: I really love it. Um, it has its good days and it's bad because as you know, oncology has to do with cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have lost a lot of cancer patients. Um, but on the positive side, it's great to see when you're taking care of a patient that um, that has a form of cancer, whether it's a blood cancer, which falls under the hematology side, or whether it's um, a solid cancer, which is oncology side. So when you lose those, because, you know, taking care of these type of patients, they become family to you, mm-hmm. you know, because they come ever so often, some weekly, some uh, um biweekly, but they become family. They share their family with you. You know, you take them right through the whole treatment. So they become family. So when you lose them, it's like losing a member of the family and it really hurts, but then you have those who you're blessed and privileged to see them go into remission. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. You have a um a graduation uh, ceremony, so to speak, where we print up a um, a certificate for them, and we have a gift for them. And we have cake for them and we literally have like a graduation ceremony. So those, those times are really special, but all in all, the good or the bad, I really love working, working with those uh, patients.
0: Yeah. It can, it can definitely be, um, it, it changes, it changes your perspective on life on, on a lot. Absolutely. Um, my, as, as you know, my wife went through, um, cancer treatment and, um, I thank God she's in remission now. She's cancer free. But um, yes. just being there throughout the treatments, you start to see some of the same people and you, you, there's just a bond there. It's a different type of bond. Yes, absolutely. Um, I also wanted to ask with the whole COVID-19, um, did it really hit your patients hard or they were just so isolated or just so focused on their treatments? It really didn't.
2: Um, we had actually five patients mm-hmm. who got hit with COVID 19. Um, one of them passed away, um, mm-hmm. unfortunately, mm-hmm. and he actually was the stronger out of all five. If we had to take a poll or take a bet on which um, of the five wouldn't make it, he mm-hmm. definitely was not the one we would have picked at all. Mm. Um, But God has his ways. Um, It was a difficult um, journey. Um, But for the most part, most of our our patients, um, they take care of themselves anyway. Mm. Um, And we talked about what needed to be done, what they have to do to be extra careful because being a cancer patient, Um, your immune system is compromised anyway. So to have to deal with COVID-19, they were afraid. We were also afraid because we don't want to pass it to them and we don't want them to get it. Um, But everybody did what they had to do as far as trying to keep as safe as possible. Um, They did not take public transportation to get to the hospital for right. their treatments, um, and of course, they made sure that they wore their mask and whatever protective gear that they needed to wear, mm. they wore it, and we also wore it and It was good also that where we 're located in the hospital is kind of away from the general population, not too, you know not too far, but you know far right. enough
0: right right right, right, okay, okay. Um, now, what are your thoughts on? Uh, A COVID-19 vaccine, or potential vaccine.
2: Mm. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. For me, the jury is still out on that. Um, Coming through uh, COVID-19, dealing with patients, seeing so many people die, um, you hope for a cure. Mm -hmm. You hope for something that will take it away. But I don't know really how I feel yet about this vaccine. First of all, um, it's like they're going really fast at trying to find, trying to develop this 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 vaccine. It's like we got to do it now, and I understand the urgency of trying to 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 have something to kind of counteract or to protect people like the flu vaccine and all of that Mm -hmm. but this is i mean i guess because of how covid just came out of nowhere so to speak and just hit so hard you know you know i i'm i'm just really leery about this vaccine that might that they're trying to push to come out in, you know, soon, real soon. And I mean, like, what are you putting into it? Who's going to be, who are you going to test on, on, you know, with this vaccine? Because, you know, our, um, our culture, you know, the people of color, we lost, you know, it was a lot of us that, that, that got affected, that died. Mm -hmm. Now, are you going to, are we the ones that you're going to be testing this vaccine on or what you know
0: right.
2: it's uh, I'm, I'm really not sure
0: yeah 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 and then um everybody's talking about what they anticipate for the fall and the winter i i i don't even i don't i don't even know what to think but i i could only imagine you being on the front lines your views on what fall and winter is going to really look like
2: fall yeah i'm i'm kind of apprehensive Mm-hmm. um about fall and winter coming um because you know that's when flu season comes you know so Dev said that when it's when it's hot during the summer they did kind of expect for this to go down because of the heat mm-hmm. so now when it starts to get cold you know i'm like you know they're talking about a second wave they're talking about a different strain coming and i'm like lord you know i we don't need any strains we don't need another wave of this because people are still really battling Mm -hmm. trying to come out of what we just you know experienced right you know and 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 not just physically but emotionally and mentally as well i don't know how people are really going to deal with this thing if it happens again mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm 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 just hoping that people will really be proactive and will just try to be as safe as possible and ultimately i just hope that we don't get another wave
0: yeah yeah i'm i'm with you on that i'm with you 100% on that now my next question is and and we we know you're an elder, you're a prayer ministries leader. Um do you integrate your faith into what you do every day or do you have to keep it separate or and if you do, how do you manage that?
2: I don't keep my faith separate actually. Mm-hmm. Um my faith comes with me to work. Um mm-hmm. I, especially during the COVID-19, you know, when everything was really at its peak, uh, we prayed every day, the staff, um, before we even started to see our patients. We came in the common room and we prayed every day and we still do. And we did it before COVID-19. Um, what I do when I go to work, I ask God to point me to the person, whether it be a staff member or whether it be a patient that He wants me to um, impact that day. Mm-hmm. And so there are times when I might be speaking to my patients during you know, my interviews with them, and uh, it might be something that they say that triggers. You know, this person will be responsive to a prayer or something about God. Mm -hmm. And so that that's how I do it. That's how I do it.
0: Excellent. 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 Now, how do you find the time to juggle everything? I mean, (laughs) ministries, leader, elder, you're a nurse. um, You is you're doing a lot. How do you make it all work? Well,
2: thankfully, I'm not. Actually, prime minister, prime ministry leader. There's, there's five of us, so okay. I, sh- I share that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, our leader actually is Hyacinth George, which we all know, mm-hmm. and so we, we're, we're working with her. But you know what? Just like um nursing, I look at nursing as um serving. Mm. You know, the same way I look at being an elder being in the prayer ministry it's 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 a it's a it's a a way to serve Mm -hmm. you know so it it doesn't really there are times when I feel a little bit overwhelmed like for instance during uh the height of COVID when um there were so many people that were sick or dying and um you know you send out the text saying okay pray for this family and pray for that family and 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 there were times like you know i i i don't know how much long i can be sending out these texts but um but god that's all i can say but god you know he gives you he gives you the strength to do what he wants you to do and i like serving so that makes it you know a little easier Mm -hmm. when -hmm. you like what you do
0: okay okay awesome awesome i i i like it i sometimes I feel like I need to get up on my serving game um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now um you mentioned you mentioned being introduced to racism at a young mm, age yeah um how what what does it feel like now living in America at this time
2: you know I can look at it two ways on one on on one side i see where people are willing to listen you know to hear what we've been experiencing over the years mm-hmm. um and and listen without being judgmental or without having to answer, well, you know, that wasn't me. That was, you know, my ancestors, or that was way back a couple hundred years ago, whatever, you know, I didn't have anything to do with that. Um, So I'm happy that more conversations are being had Mm -hmm. and that people are listening to how we feel, what we've been going through Mm -hmm. are trying to understand and to learn about our history on the flip side of that i also noticed that a lot of people are more comfortable with saying whatever they want to say negatively Mm -hmm. you know um it's like you know i'm just gonna i'm just gonna say the occupant of the white house has given them permission to say how they feel, Mm -hmm. you know, people, I guess, even though they felt that way, I've, they, you know, they probably were, but let me be politically correct, Mm -hmm. you know, and keep what I feel on the wraps. But now, you know, you have a whole lot of people that are just coming out and saying whatever they want to say and just doing whatever they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, you 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 feel like you're getting, you, you know, there's some headway, but then you feel that you're just, you know, whatever headway you 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 had or we had, you just got thrown back. How many hundreds of years, you know?
0: hmm
1: mm-hmm. Can I ask all that? Do you do you mind sharing what you experienced at a young age, the races that you were talking about?
2: Sure. Um, I had this was when I was in England.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. and um, one of our neighbors uh, was um, from India, and uh, their little girl and I were best friends. We were really, really close. We went to the same school and everything, and it just seemed that one particular day, and I'd always, you know, we'd go to each other's house, but I don't know what happened one particular day Uh, I came to her house to play in their front yard and uh, the parents came out and said, and I think it was about eight. And they said, you know, don't come back here anymore. Don't, we don't want to see you here. Don't come back here anymore. And they told um, their daughter, you can't play with her anymore. So we both looked at each other like what happened? You know, we were, we've always played together. So, um, you know, anyway, they short of pushed me out of their, their front yard and I went home crying and uh, later on, my dad went over there to talk with them. It didn't go well, but uh, when I was a little bit older and I asked it, they said, well, you know, they don't like black people. So apparently it, it seemed like maybe they were tolerating me for her sake. But it just, you know, says they don't like Black people. So we never spoke. We never spoke again.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the, the the crazy part about that is that you remember that. You're eight years old, and you actually remember that happening. Yeah. Um, I shared on a couple of different, um, a couple of shows ago, I remember sharing about my daughter Sonali. You know, she's five years old, and she had an encounter with one of her classmates where two kids who were in her school were playing. and one of them said you can't come on a play date with us because they said it was cause she she wasn't the right color or she wasn't the color Mm -hmm. they could play with. Right. You know, it, it, she's five years old, but she remembers that and she came home really sad about it. And she's constantly asking now even, you know, mommy, why are you this color? And daddy, why are you this color? And Mm -hmm. mommy, you and you and me are the same color. daddy's a different color. And we're just constantly reinforcing, you know, that all colors are beautiful and that she is beautiful and that, you know, everything about her is fantastic and gorgeous. And mm-hmm. it's affirming her at a young age. But yeah, even at this young age of five, and maybe even younger, those things are taught. So um, it, it's crazy looking at that, especially in, in America. It's supposed to be this, this free place where everyone can come together and make something for themselves. And that's why we asked you the question about you coming from England and seeing that here. Um, but I do think that, First of all, thanks for sharing. And and mm-hmm. secondly, I wanted to say that I think it's it's admirable of you that even though you've gone through certain things like that, you as a nurse, because I know as a, as a healthcare professional, continue to just see people regardless of that when you treat them. And mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that when it comes to healthcare professionals and any job really that incorporates working with people, you kind of, yeah. no, not kind of, you have to look past what you may have experienced, what you may have gone through, what you may even feel even currently and Absolutely. give that person everything you would regardless. And I th- I thought about that especially during the COVID-19 section of life which has been for everyone right now because even though there's so much black lives matter happening and racial tension we for a moment in time, you know, even before the the racist thing started happening, everyone was just together, you know, treating this thing Collectively, as as a human race, yeah. Um, yeah. regardless of color or religion or whatever you believe, it was us against COVID. You know, and it was this beautiful time where we just came together and we said, "We're going to fight this. Thing. We're going to fight this thing." And then, you know, March, April, May came, and then all the racist stuff kind of happened, and we fell right back into the trap that we've been in for thousands of years exactly. of looking at people for not who we really are. So, um, I, I I commend you, and, and I commend every profession that has the opportunity to. Take advantage of not seeing people for what they may or may not be and just seeing a person for a person. And um, wow. I think that's what nurses really do. Um, if, I mean, my professions do that, but nurses, I, I, it comes to the, the forefront of my mind for that. So mm-hmm. kudos again for you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, I wanted to ask you a question about quotations because you um, share quotations with a number of people. Uh, and they're inspiring. And some of them are are, are based on uh, race. Some of them are actually, you know, based on what's happening, whether it's a season of, of change with COVID or, or a season of Thanksgiving or even like, you know, Father, Father's Day or Mother's Day. They're all kind of related to what's happening season-wise or seasonal. Mm-hmm. But you share quotes with a lot of people. I'm curious, first of all, when you started sharing quotations with the world, <laughs> and where are you get them from?
2: Well, I didn't start with the world. I started with one person actually, and it was a friend of mine quite a few years ago who was going through something. And um, you know, we spoke, and uh, you know, I listened more than I than than I spoke because she needed at that time someone to really just listen, hear her out. And, um, when I felt she wanted me to say something, I really didn't know what to say, but I knew that I had to say something. So at that time, I think we, we, we just prayed. And, um, then I just sat with her and, you know, just let her cry and just let her vent and so forth. But I think then, the next day I was reading something and I came across the perf- a quote that said exactly what I wanted to say in my head, but couldn't put to, to words at the time. And I sent it to her and she was like, wow, you know, this is what I needed to hear. And one thing just led to another, you know, I would start sending her um, quotes not every day, but every so often, and not knowing that she was sharing the quotes. And then one particular day, she asked, "Well, could you send your quotes to this person?" And it just kind of snowballed from there, you know. So one, you know, one person saying, "Send it to this person," or 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 they just sharing it because there are people who I send a quote to, and if I'm running kind of behind um, they'll say, okay, are you okay out there? Um, I didn't get my quote. They're like 30 people waiting for me to send the quote or whatever the case may be. So, you know, that's just how it happened. But finding the quotes, they come from all over the place. It may be a a sermon that I've heard. It may be something that, um, I'm reading. It may be something that I'm listening to, it's, it's, you know, I don't have one particular place.
1: Okay. Out of curiosity, do you know, well, I'm sure you probably do know, but can you just share with people how many people on your chain you think receive your oh, What every day?
2: Wow. Um, that I send out to?
1: Yeah. Well, who you send out to and who you think the people you know that actually send to their own circles, oh, what you Lord. may guess the range of your quotations can be
2: i i can't even fathom i send out to about 60 or so people i think probably close to 70 Mm. and 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 it's shared with other people so i i really don't know (laughs) i really don't know
0: I i need to get myself on this quote list
1: is oh, that on there? It's 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 now it's now
2: on. I you know what I put it out there on IG too, actually. Oh yeah, and Facebook. Yeah.
1: Oh man, I have noticed yeah. that. Yeah, intentional, intentional eagle. Yeah. Yep, I have noticed that. yeah. and I, I'm bringing this up because you uh, are an integral part of why I was able to write my book. Um, really. Every quotation that is in my book for the most part, came from a text message that I got from you over a three-year period. Wow. And, you know, you and I have connected on various levels. We've done a boot camp together with Pastor Paul Graham, who was on the mm-hmm. show. We've done a number of things together at the same time up at 5 o'clock in the morning.
2: I know. <laughs> yeah,
1: you send your text messages. I'm already up, so I get it. And I sometimes respond to you because I'm like, I'm like, what's up? I got it. Thank you. <laughs> Um, but a lot of the quotations in my book came from you and, and, I use them in various ways to, to get my points across, but I could not have done it without that inspiration. Um, in fact, I, I was so moved by your words and in your, in your ministry in terms of health that, um, I asked you to write two chapters in my book, which you did, um, and I, I appreciate that graciously. You wrote chapters two and 26 and you talked about water and sleep. And the importance of having those every single day. Um, what are your can you just share with people, um, you know, as a nurse and especially during this COVID-19 period, how important it is for us to keep our bodies healthy, drinking water and getting sleep and why it's so integral, especially during this time of COVID-19.
2: Oh, definitely. Those two things are, as you said, integral to our health. Um, we know that we can go um, much longer, uh, without food than we can without water. Water is something that the body needs, period. Um, it's, it's, it needs it for blood. It needs it to help with your, the, the way you, your joints move. Um, it needs it for digestion, you know, so it's, it's really intricate part. And, and, um, you know, if you, if water was the only thing that you had to drink, you know, take away milk, take away soda, take away juice. If water was the only thing that you had to drink, you would be fine. Because that's really all your body really needs to drink is water. All, all the other stuff is just fluff and, you know, that kind of, you know, it's enjoyable. Yes. But your body just needs water. Um, sleep, definitely. Because sleep is needed for your body to renew itself. Um, you go, you know, think about not sleeping for even twelve or more hours, twelve to twenty-four hours, and then you say you're going to drive up to Canada. Really, it, you're not. You're not going to make it. You know, you're you're looking to get in an accident and 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 either injure yourself or someone else or both. Um, so those two things are really really important um, for your body to function optimally.
1: Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And any other health tips you want to share with our listeners before we do the break? I know that during this time of COVID-19, a lot of people are talking about immune systems and taking vitamins etc. et cetera. Um, but we have a lot of people still who are not wearing their masks who are still, um, you know, distancing socially, but kind of not really. From your perspective at this time, uh, what are like two or three health tips you want to want to share with people to just reinforce a healthy lifestyle, uh, a, a strong immune system during this time for us as a people.
2: Definitely eat healthy. You know, um, stay away from the fast foods. You know, if you have to eat or if you feel you need to eat fast food, right, minimize the intake. Just really try to stay with healthy foods, because. Um, you know if you're trying to lose weight or if you're just trying to be healthy food is 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 important to that um, as we just talked about getting sleep uh, your supplements vitamin c vitamin D zinc so forth and you know you know hand washing which it, it was it's always been funny to me that that hand washing was something that um people really uh, keyed into during the COVID-19 thing. And I'm like, wow, you know, people don't wash their hands, but yeah, really people don't wash their hands. They really don't wash their hands. Mm-hmm. So, you know, hand washing, we know working in the, in the health field is um, the universal precaution. That's something that you really just do that. That's the first line of, of killing germs, you know, so, and, and exercise. Definitely, Sean. <laughs> you know about that. <laughs> Definitely get that in.
1: Awesome. Yeah. awesome. We're going to take a quick commercial break and right back with more of Claudette Jackson on the Be More Today show after these messages. What's going on, folks? We're still here, episode twenty-one of the Be More Today show. Our guest today is Claudette M. Jackson from Manchester, England. She's a nurse and she's done so many great things, sharing her love for people and her quotations with the world. Claudette Jackson, thank you so much for being with us. We have so many more questions for you. And the main question for today that we ask every single person on this show is what does the phrase Be More Today mean to you?
2: Wow. How did I know that was coming? (laughs) Well, you know what? Be More Today means just that. That I need to step up my game. I need to think about the things that I've wanted to do and just go ahead and do them. It means to me that I just need to be the best that I can be and give the best that I can each and every day.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Now you've done, you've done so many things. You've done so many great things. You're doing a lot of great things. What do you wish someone would have shared with you at the age of 18?
2: I wish somebody shared with me to just do it. Do it afraid. Mm. You know, do what you feel that you want to do and uh, don't care about what anybody else feels. You know, that's your dream. That's your passion. Go ahead and do it.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I almost feel like it's going to be the answer to my next question, but I'm going to <laughs> ask the question anyway. What do you think the keys are to living a fulfilled life?
2: Yeah, the key, well, to living a fulfilled life is just making sure that you live your life fully. You have a purpose. Each, I think, each and every one of us has a purpose, a God given purpose. And I feel that you need to find what your purpose is and that you need to pursue it and live it to the best of your ability.
0: I couldn't agree more. I could not agree more.
1: I received that. I received that completely. And speaking about purposes, we would like to ask somebody about their bucket list every time on the show. What is one thing, Claudette Jackson, on your bucket list for this life?
2: One thing that I really want to do, and it's not a place to go actually, is what I want to do. I want to um, be able to counsel women that have been um, physically and sexually abused. So that's what I want to do.
1: That's interesting. So where's the passion for that come from? Or where's the the drive for that come from?
2: Because it's something that I've been through personally. Okay. So I feel that um, I can connect with, with people that way. And I just feel that I want to encourage um, women that you can come out of this.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, you know, that's it, it, it's what happened to you. It's not what
1: you are. Yeah. Yeah, that That's powerful because <laughs> we ask this question to a lot of people and they always say, oh, I want to go to Tahiti. I want to go to Africa. I want to see the pyramids. Uh, but your, your answer was really special. Um, mm. and it's, it's selfless really. And, and it, it just bows more with who you are as a person, um, which we always expected. So, um, that's why we love you and you're on the show clearly. So, um, so you know, I wrote this book, uh, cause you're in it. <laughs> so <laughs> you wrote chapters two and 26 talking about water and sleep and in the book, and that you did the challenge with us for, the 40 days, talking about our steps to greatness, things you want to start doing, stop doing and goals for our lives. Uh, share with the, the listeners one thing that you wanted or had already started to do for 2020.
2: Well, definitely for 2020, I plan on looking into um, courses that will take me on um, my journey to that bucket list we were talking about. Mm-hmm. So that's what I want to do. I want to take some courses, um, in counseling.
1: Great. Great. And one thing you want to stop doing? Uh, I want to stop, um,
2: letting fear interfere with my faith. You know, if I, if, if I have, if I say I have the the faith that I can do something, I want to do it and not allow fear to creep in. I mean, people are gonna be fearful about things, but I don't want it to stop me from doing what I wanna do.
1: And one goal you may have for 2020.
2: To be more active, yes. I am, I'm, 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 I'm walking. (laughs) But you have
1: been active. I see you on your Strava. You've been doing your thing. I did,
2: I did a, I did a thing the other day. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, definitely to be more active. Yeah.
0: Nice. Nice. Um, Any, any final tips or advice for upcoming, up and coming nurses? My tip for upcoming.
2: upcoming nurse is just to love what you do if you know that you don't love people don't be a nurse because being a nurse is taking care of people um and you know you're going to come across uh different personalities different situations so you have to really think about is this what i want to do Sometimes people like I s like I said earlier will go into it for the money. Um it's going to show somewhere along the line that that's what that's why you went into it. So I just you know want people to love love nursing for what it is and for for new nurses going in there go all the way. Go all the way.
0: Nice. Nice. No half stepping.
2: No half stepping.
0: <laughs> um where Where can people connect with you if they wanted to get some quotes or they just want to you know um, get inspiration from you? How can they connect with you social media or otherwise?
2: my i g page international inter, intentional lowercase eagle that's oh. me oh. yeah
1: Oh, awesome. awesome folks, if you don't know, check her out on Instagram. She's going to post all of her quotations and hasn't posted her quotations on her Instagram page. Uh, I'm on that list, so I don't have to do that. But uh, if you're not on the list and you want to, you want to get the words, uh, they're incredible. And again, she is one of the people who helped me to, to write this book. Every quotation that's in my book is pretty much from her. Uh, there are 40 quotations in there, and I can probably say of the 40, probably 37 or 38 are, are from uh, a text message or something I got from you um, in wow. the last couple of years. So I'm very appreciative for you being on the show. You've inspired me to be more and, and I know you're gonna hit all your steps to greatness as you continue to move forward. You're already being active, so just keep doing and, and keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. And in closing, we wanna just remind you uh, all of our quotation for the day. Speak What You Seek Until You See What You've Said by Jamila Soufran. It's actually right in line with Claudette Jackson's whole message, using these words to inspire others and sharing her love for people um, every single day. So Claudette Jackson, thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate it.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Yes, no problem. And for those of you who are following us to Be More today, thank you so much for your love and support. We've gotten so many responses from you about our uh, weekly podcasts and about our social content. So we really appreciate it. Again, the Be More Today family is on Facebook and on Instagram. We're also on Twitter. And our website is BeMoreToday.com. That's BeMoreToday.com for our music, our book, our podcast information is all on there. So check it out. Show us some love. We really appreciate it. You can also subscribe to our Be More Today page on YouTube. Uh, we have some workouts on there that keep you always on the move, keep you moving and grooving especially during this quarantine season, this COVID-19 season. So check us out on there if you want to be inspired at all. The Be More Today show is on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, CastBox, and Google Play. And you can check us out now in not just the U.S., but in 10 other countries. So we're growing, we're expanding, we're moving, we're grooving. It's all thanks to you and your love and support. If you want to support us financially, which we do appreciate, there's a support box page on there as well. So you can go on there and give us anything. We'll take a dollar, we'll take $5. Anything to keep the show moving and, and and keep us continuing to give content to you every single week, we appreciate it. And if not, we just do it for the love. Um, Terrence and I have been doing this for a minute now and it's just a blessing to learn from other people every single week. We're, we're getting fed on this by ourselves. So if you don't give to us, it's all good. We're moving forward. And if you want to send us thoughts about anything, uh, either by email, or social media platforms, that's Be More Today, the number two day at gmo.com. Words for Life, Terrence, what's going on Words for Life?
0: Words for Life is everywhere. Words for Life Volume Three has dropped. It's on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, wherever, Spotify. It's it's all over. Um, On our site, uh, bemoretoday.com, you'll see links to it. Um, uh, Words for Life is actually uh, starting a podcast uh, pretty soon. We're going to release shows every Wednesday. As a matter of fact, our first guest is Dr. Sean Thomas. So stay tuned for that. That will also be on our website. Um, it's pretty exciting. We're, we're moving forward.
1: I'm super excited for the Rich for Life podcast, and I'm excited to be a guest on our first show. We're moving forward. Well, we're going to have two podcasts for Be More today, you're going to hear us on Mondays and Wednesdays. So we're going to be everywhere, in your house, in your car. When you're walking down the street, you can't get rid of us. We're just grateful that we're moving forward. And it's all thanks to your love and support. So thank you so much for being with us. And as we say every single show, have a good day. Have a good night. Have a great life. To continue to take your steps to greatness to be the best version of you. Peace! Living
0: life with I'm going to be a better version of me.